Hey there, welcome again back to my channel. Uh, glad you could join me. We're gonna continue uh, part three of a series that we've been doing on Revelation chapters 12 through 14. And this is a vision within a vision. It's a highly symbolic vision that John has on the island of Patmos. And Jesus gives him a revelation of the beast, of the world government to come, the Antichrist uh, who will run the world government, and the false prophet. And in particular today, we're going to be talking about the second beast that rises from the earth. He is called the false prophet. Who is this false prophet? What is his characteristics? What is the nature of him? And we're going to find out what uh, the mark of the beast is, 666, and all these things that I'm sure you've heard before. And so um, I don't want you to ever take my word for anything I just want you to, to take a look at the Bible. Find out what the scriptures say. Scriptures come first. Scriptures are the most important. And so I'm just going to give you what I've studied with over 5,000 hours of study on just the end time. I mean, I've spent so much time just studying end time, and I just want to give what I believe the Lord has given me so far. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. But uh, I've gotten started with just studying the book of Revelation and Daniel and all the prophecies. And uh, I just hope to make that a benefit to you and a blessing to you and that it would encourage you to study. So uh, let's go ahead and get, it, get into it. We're going to be talking about the rise of the second beast. We welcome all newcomers. You can find out more about uh, my ministry, Thomas Taylor. I'm Thomas Taylor, and you can find out more about... Uh, some of the resources that I have available to you. I have a lot of charts talking about the end time that will kind of help make things hopefully more visibly apparent um, and, and clear. Uh, so you can find out, uh, find those charts and more about me at thomastaylorministries.org. Uh, over my shoulder here, on my left shoulder, uh, is another website I produced, and that is to focus on the prophecy about the coming asteroid, the Wormwood Prophecy. And so that's what that website's all about. It deals a lot with the science, uh, what scientists are saying and some of the potential candidates of what could be that Wormwood asteroid that the Bible prophesies is coming. Uh, and NASA says that they, they've already cataloged 95% of the medium to large uh, asteroids. Well, if that's the case, then they might know what wormwood is. And so uh, it's a fascinating concept to, to look into what could be the wormwood asteroid. Does NASA already know about it? Are they tracking it? Do we have a name for it? And so you can find out more about that uh, at the website, uh, Wormwood Prophecy. Uh, it's called the Wormwood Prophecy, but it's called wormwoodasteroid.com, wormwoodasteroid.com. And so I encourage you to check that out. And uh, we appreciate all those that are joining us today for the first time. Uh, welcome. Those that are continuing to join me again and support the ministry, I thank you so much. If you're interested in supporting the ministry, I, I really appreciate that because it helps me produce these videos. And you can go to thomastaylorministries.org and hit the donate button at the bottom of the page and help me out. All right, let's just jump right in. All right, so this is part three of a series. And so I've already covered the Antichrist and the world government and things like that. The next thing to come, the next verses that we read are in Revelation chapter 13. And I'm going to pick up at verse 11. It says, And then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. So again, if you remember, the first beast is, well, it's world government. It's that beast that has seven heads. That's obviously not a person. It's not the man Antichrist, all right? The Antichrist is not going to have seven heads. It's, it's a world government. He is one of the horns on one of the heads. Uh, one of the heads has 10 horns on it. He's one of those 10. And, and basically, 10 kings are going to uh, rule the world government, the seven-headed beast. And so I explain what all those beasts are. It is, one, the European Union. And I believe that's primarily where the Antichrist is going to be coming out of, a former Roman Empire, a former Greek Empire. So that the European Union, uh, which is basically headed up by Germany and France for the most part, and those symbols are in the Bible for Germany and France. And I explained that previously. So the European Union, the United Kingdom, uh, the third one is the Russian, which is bear, the bear. Russia is the bear. And then the fourth one is going to be the terrible beast, which I believe is the current, well, 
it, it is the early, in the early stages of the current United Nations. That is the terrible beast that is to come. And so I explained all that earlier. So that's the first beast that, that came out. The World Government Foundation has already been set with United, the United Nations. But I believe the United Nations will also be revised because when the final beast comes, it says it only continues a short while, which I believe is that three and a half year period of time that we know as the Great Tribulation. And then after that comes the second beast. And he is a false prophet. Revelation 16 verse 13 says this, and I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. So these are spiritual entities, the, the devil, the antichrist, and the false prophet, the spirits behind them, which I believe uh, in particular the antichrist and the false prophet are controlled by fallen, what we would call cherubs or cherubs in our Bible. But here in uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 11, we see that th this beast is coming out of the earth, this one that we know as the false prophet. And so he's the other beast was really the world government because it had seven heads. It's not the Antichrist, but the Antichrist is a horn on one of the heads. But this beast comes out of the earth, and that's, that's reminiscence of Adam coming out of the earth. In other words, this beast is definitely just a single man, that will be possessed by one of these spirits that that I think is a fallen cherub or cherub, however you want to pronounce it. And so, um, he is not a nation. This this second beast that rises. So why is he called a beast? Well, that's again he is possessed by a fallen angel or cherub. And the beast side of this man is that fallen angel or cherub. Uh, the, the Bible talks about over there in Ezekiel that, that there's these, these creatures that were at the throne of God. And they had four heads. They had a head of a, like a lion and a man and an eagle and so forth. And an ox. And uh, so that's what these things are. Cherubs. Cherubs. They're not little baby angels. Little chubby-cheeked babies. These are, these are huge, massive, fierce animal-like creatures with extremely high, high intelligence that are at the throne of God. And so these creatures are, are something that you don't want to mess with. The, just looking at these things would, would scare you half to death. And so I believe that some of these had fallen and they became known as beasts and they fell uh, to the abyss. But in the last days, they're going to rise again. And so I talk about that in some of my other videos as well. So anyway, the one, the cherub or the cherub that's going to possess this false prophet uh, is called a beast. Now, this false prophet has horns like a lamb. So this is really the biggest clue, the main clue that lets us know that he is, he is perceived as a lamb. And Jesus is the lamb. So he is being perceived as really a religious figure. That is the main thing that, that gives us that that clue that he is a religious figure is that he's got two horns like a lamb. And so he will appear and come across as being religious and meek and probably kind. He is a spiritual leader, in other words. Uh, yet, at the same time, he spoke as a dragon. What does that mean? Does a dragon like have this deep, powerful, roaring voice? Well, uh, not really. Not, not from scripture anyway. You can't find scripture on that. Uh, but if you look up dragon in the Bible, uh, a dragon, it says in Revelation 12, 9, there was a dragon that was cast down, and that is the old serpent who is who we know as the devil and Satan. And how does he speak? Does he roar? Well, no, he speaks deceptions and seductions. The word seducer, which is what is used in Revelation 12, 9, means he's a deceiver. And so a dragon is a seducer and a deceiver, and so will the false prophet be. He will seduce literally the entire world, as well as the Antichrist. They will have such influence and such, such eloquent speaking and, and power and sway over the nations. It'll be like the world will be hypnotized by these two. Unless your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you too will be deceived.
You must be born again. You must have the Spirit of God inside of you and your spiritual eyes open because there's some that are born again whose eyes are not open. They've just continued to walk in ignorance and uh, as if nothing, Jesus hasn't, hasn't done much in their life because they haven't allowed him to. You must allow Jesus to be Lord of your life or it, it would be almost like not being a Christian at all and uh, that would be tragic. But let's keep going. I believe that this false prophet is a religious figure, a particular religious figure, a religious figure that the entire world knows about. And who is the religious figure that the entire world already knows about? I believe it's the Pope. Okay? So whoever this false prophet is, I believe most likely he's going to be a Pope. Now, which Pope? I can't say. Um, I'm going to talk about some candidates like our current Pope, but... Uh, there's no way I can say for certain which uh, which pope it is. I, I just lean in this direction that it is going to be a pope because of the religious power that a pope has. The whole world listens to when, to when a pope speaks. Not to mention the, the book of Revelation has so much content about the, the Roman Catholic Church. Um, and so if you uh, know anything, you study your, your Bible on the concept of Babylon, mystery Babylon. I believe that's a perfect picture of the Roman Catholic Church in particular. The leader of really all the false religions is the Roman Catholic Church. Now, I'm certainly not against Roman Catholics. I love Roman Catholics. I love the people. I have some that are family and friends and so forth. Uh, I just believe that they're under a system that is deceiving them. It is a system of lies and destruction. And the reason I say that is, there, I mean, there's so many reasons. Um, just study what it says in uh, Revelation chapter 18. It sounds just like the Roman Catholic Church. Um, but the Roman Catholic Church, they, they do things that are absolutely opposite of the Bible. They call themselves Christians, but they're not Christians. Now, there may be Christians in there, of course. There's always some people that are seeking God, and they're basically ignorant and trapped in a system that is leading them away from God, and they're not even aware of that. And so, you know, over the centuries, the Roman Catholic Church has had even good, good, good uh, cardinals, good bishops, even good popes that were probably really seekers of God. Um, but at the same time, it's also very largely a deceptive system that is leading people to hell. And I really don't really tolerate anything that lies to people and makes people think that they're Christians and that they're right with God when they're not. The, the Roman Catholic Church doesn't teach people to be born again. The Roman Catholic Church teaches people to join the Roman Catholic Church. And that's how you're saved. And that's a complete lie. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church doesn't get your names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Roman Catholic Church believes that the Pope is on par with the Bible, that the Pope can, it, it, whatever the Pope says is the same as written scripture. The problem with that is that the, the Pope makes decrees that contradict the scripture. The Pope makes decrees that contradict previous Popes. The, Pope, the, the Pope makes pretty, you know, all kinds of decrees that are completely erroneous and false. And so any, anything that looks to a pope and says a pope is like God, it's God almost basically on the earth. Whatever he speaks is God speaking on the earth. Whatever decrees he makes is God. So if the pope says, hey, worship Mary, even though that's complete paganism, everybody does it because they say, oh, the pope, whatever he says is right. That's completely contrary to scripture. The pope adds to scripture. You can't add to Scripture. That's what a, a, a uh, curse in the book of Revelation talks about. When you add to Scripture, your name is removed out of the book of life. You're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. And popes have done this for centuries and centuries and centuries. And so I really don't tolerate a religious system that leads people to hell, yet calls themselves Christians. I love those that are Catholic, the people I love, there's even born-again people that are in Roman Catholic churches, and they should get out, particularly now. <laughs> What's going on now in the Roman Catholic church is, is just awful. The deception, the corruption, uh, the sorcery in witchcraft, the paganism, um, it's 
flat demonic. Um, you know, you don't pray to the dead. You, you don't you don't pray to to Mary. <laughs> uh, there's just so many things. Read about Babylon. Mystery Babylon, in particular, is talking about the Roman Catholic Church, and it's going to be destroyed in a single day. For over there in Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel or Isaiah, uh, the Roman Catholic Church says, no one's going to make me bereft of, of children. I've got so many children. But God promises in a single day, she will be bereft and she will become a widow in a single day. The wrath of God is coming on the Roman Catholic Church. So now is the time to get out. Read your Bible for yourself. Stop going to a Roman Catholic Church and, and go to a church that preaches the Bible. I suggest a Pentecostal church that's spirit-filled that preaches the Bible. In, in the Bible, a woman usually uh, signifies... A church symbolically and we see a Rome a woman riding the beast talking about really the world government and they're going together to the same place to the same direction even though the world government and and fundamental religion religion is kind of bumping heads at time to time um, basically they're going in the same direction it is to deceive the masses to control the masses to ultimately worship Satan to worship the Antichrist, to worship the world government. And so that's in Revelation chapter 17. You will find a Roman, a woman riding the beast. And we'll teach on that later. I'll teach on that later. She's arrayed in red and purple. Well, those are the colors of your Roman Catholic uh, cardinals and your Roman Catholic bishops, red and purple. So there's a lot of clues in the book of Revelation that teach us that it's really talking about uh, Roman Catholicism, when it's talking about Revelation 17, Revelation 18, Babylon, it's talking about, uh, I, I believe here that the false prophet is most likely going to be a pope. And so we have what I call the unholy trinity. Uh, un stands for UN, the United Nations, so the unholy trinity. Of course, the head Represent is Satan, not represents, it is Satan. He is going to have like a son of sorts, and that's going to be the Antichrist. He's going to have a religious figure of sorts, and that is going to be the false prophet. And this is, you know, this represents, this This is a, a counterfeit of the true Trinity, uh, talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, Revelation pairs the Antichrist and false prophet significantly. The, the false prophet is going to, going to be able to perform powerful signs and miracles and use the power of world government to destroy, but it's, it's going to be because of his union with the Antichrist and world government that the false prophet can do these things because of the power uniting these two. Ultimately, it's the power of Satan behind both of them. So what's going to happen is the the antichrist the, yeah the antichrist is going to run the political side of things. He's going to be a man of war, dominating, controlling the world, just destroying nation after nation after nation because they won't submit to his edicts. And then the the false prophet is going to be like the pope most likely, and he's going to bring legitimacy to the world government and the Antichrist saying that everything being done is being done, you know, out of compassion. It's the right thing to do uh, to save the world, you know. It's all about saving the world, saving uh, the world from climate change. In particular, That at that time, it's going to be at the end of the world, saving the world from the asteroid. What we know in our Bible is the wormwood asteroid. And so there's an unholy trinity that will rule the last three and a half years, which we know as the Great Tribulation. Now, here's an interesting uh, picture I got from Tom Horn. He wrote a book called Petrus Romanus. And what this is, is an interesting prophecy about the popes. And so uh, I'll give you a little bit of information about it. In, in the year 1139, an Irish monk called Malachi of Armagh was summoned to, rope, to, to Rome by Pope Innocent II. And Pope Innocent II was the 164th Pope, and he reigned in the years 1130 to 1143. 
Well, when he got to Rome, this very, very long journey, he's from Ireland, he traveled all the way to Italy, of course. He got to Rome, and when he, when he got to Rome, Malachi experienced a divine vision. Now, this is a Catholic guy. And, you know, normally I wouldn't pay any attention to a Catholic's vision or, you know, prophecy or nothing at all. Um, but it is pretty interesting. It has intrigued both Roman Catholics over the last, what, 900 years now, as well as Protestants, because the prophecy and the vision has turned out to be extremely accurate. So, you know, God gave visions to pagan kings, to Babylonian kings in our Bible. So, you know, why he does that, I don't know. He, he gave it to false prophets. And, you know, he put the word of the Lord in a man called Balaam, uh, a false prophet. And so he, he can do what he wants. He's God. And why he does it, I can't tell you. But this, you know, I would pay attention to prophecies. I'm not into following prophecies like this. But this one is, is extremely interesting because of the accuracy with which it has been fulfilled. And so let me get into it. Um, this is a, what, over 800-year prophecy. He's called Saint Malachi. He was eventually sainted. And what he did he's, is he claimed that the 112th pope will be the final pope, the last pope, the pope that is going to be ruling when Jesus returns and basically destroys the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> and guess what? This pope, pope, uh, pope Francis, our current pope today, this is the year 2021, um, he's the 112th pope. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. That, that would kind of get your attention, right? Um, and so he was, uh, he's, he's a Jesuit pope, and the Jesuits are... <laughs> you need to study the Jesuits. The Jesuits are like the spies. They're the ones uh, that were created to go into the Protestant churches or a long time ago and be like spies and they would do any underhanded thing they could. There was a war between the Protestants and, and uh, the Catholics. And, um, and there was just, there, there would be murder, there would be spying. They would, they would go into the uh, Protestant churches and preach you know, false doctrine to divide the church. Uh, these guys take an oath, which is just blood-curdling. Look up sometime the Jesuit oath. Anyway, back to St. Saint pa- Saint Malachi. According to the prophecy, the 112th Pope will reign during a time of great trouble and destruction of Rome. And you can read about that destruction of Rome in your own Bible in Revelation chapter 18, where it talks about the fall of Babylon. The prophecy appears to have, it has credibility because the man who gave it also prophesied for every pope all the way up to the 112th pope. He gave 112 prophecies, in other words, for 112 popes, explaining, usually in sh- you know, short phrases, what each pope was going to be like, something that would be significant uh, markers of their papacy. And so all you got to do is look at all those prophecies of St. Malachi and say, well, is that even true? And for the most part, they... They turn out to be highly accurate. Um, and I, I don't have time to get into all those prophecies. I, I'm just mostly interested in, in the one for today. Um, but I'll just say historians have found his words to be very accurate. Here is the words concerning the final pope, the 112th pope by St. Malachi. He says, and this is a, a kind of a longer uh, prophecy about the final pope, he says, in the final persecution of the Holy Roman Church, there will sit Peter the Roman, or Petrus Romanus in the Latin. There will sit Peter the Roman, who will pastor his sheep in many tribulations, and when these things are finished, the city of seven hills will be destroyed, and the dreadful judge will judge his people the end. And that was it. That was the last prophecy. When he says it's the end, that was the end. And so it makes sense it's the end because uh, the city of seven hills is uh, Rome, Vatican. And so that's exactly what the Bible says, that God is going to come back and judge 
and destroy uh, Mr. Babylon uh, in a single day over there in, in uh, Revelation chapter 18. The fall of Babylon. Now when it says, in the final persecution of the Holy Roman Church, I don't think it means that the Holy Roman Church is going to be persecuted. I think it means that the Holy Roman Church is going to persecute others. Um, it has, throughout the center, centuries, burned people at the stake and so forth. Um, and when you get a, a devil-possessed um, false prophet, I mean, no telling what he's going to have going on behind closed doors. Out in public, of course, he's going to be an angel. He's going to be, he's going to be just the most kind, sweet, loving, oh, pray for me kind of guy you can, you can find. Just pray for me. Oh, he's all sweet and kind and elderly and stuff. But on the inside, he's, he's something else. So anyway, if this prophecy is true by St. Malachi, the final persecution of the Holy Roman Church, I believe is going to be by the Holy Roman Church. And Petrus Romanus is the final pope. Um, they, all, they call all their popes basically Peter. He's you know, because of the prophecy by Jesus. And that's totally erroneous. erroneous. Peter uh, it was never meant to be the pope, uh, the father of the church. It was his revelation that he gave. Where you know Jesus asked, "Who who do you, who do men say that I am?" And Peter said, "Some say this, some say that." Then who do you say that I am? And Peter said, "Thou art Christ, the Son of the Living God." And then Jesus said, "I'll you know on this rock I'll build my church." Peter was not the rock. Peter, the revelation he got from heaven was the rock. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. On that is the foundation of the true church that believes by faith in the Word of God, sola scriptures, only in scriptures, not in the words of, of a pope who says, I'm speaking scriptures. Um, and so his sheep are, and talking about this prophecy, what are the sheep that he's talking about in the prophecy? Those that are for world government. The false prophets' sheep are for world government, are for the Antichrist. They will stand against the true church and persecute the true church. So I am not for uh, the Roman Catholic Church. I stand in the true church and antagonistic towards a false church, Mystery Babylon, known as Roman Catholic Church. I urge all Roman Catholics to leave the Roman Catholic Church. It is corrupt. It is fallen. But now is the time to leave. Now is the time to find God by reading the scripture for yourself and getting a good, good church. Now, I don't believe that the prophecies of St. Malachi are on par with scripture by any means. It's just a very interesting prophecy. It's got a lot of attention, again, for both Protestants and Catholics. Many Catholics believe today that Pope Francis is Peter the Roman, the final Pope. And so Jesus is coming. They actually probably don't teach that much. Um, but they're, they're going to be concerned about him being the final Pope and the destruction of uh, Rome. So there's going to be no more Popes. Uh, this here is Thomas Horn. He wrote the book Petrus Romanus, and he goes into a lot of detail about the final pope and the Malachi prophecy. Uh, feel free to read that. I think it's very interesting. Um, but he doesn't necessarily believe that Pope Francis could be the final pope. He might be, he says. But uh, he says Pope Francis got in illegitimately. And that's pretty much true. If you know the story, uh, the Pope Benedict, the one before him, just... just quit just one day just walked away and nobody knows why and people say oh he wasn't his his health wasn't very good or something um but there seems to be some manipulation behind the scenes that made him step down to make pope um, francis which i believe is probably illegitimate uh the pope of today um anyway tom horan says some of the cardinals that voted for Pope Francis now want him to step down because of all his, oh, so much false doctrine. He's trying to, he's saying homosexuals can come in. He's saying 
you can believe in whatever God you want to. It doesn't matter. We're all the same. Um, he's that kind of guy. And so they've published, these cardinals and bishops have published, and it's in the news. They want him to step down and be replaced by another guy, a the current Secretary of State at the Vatican, whose name is Peter, which would be interesting. Could he be, you know, Peter the Roman? And so Tom Horn talks about that a little bit. He thinks of possibly uh, another guy, um, the Secretary of State today, whose name happens to be Peter. Uh, he could be the false prophet. I don't know. It's just something to think about. It's very interesting. However, you know, Pope Francis, the current Pope, uh, lived most of his life in Argentina, but both of, both of his parents were born in Italy, so he rightfully could be called Peter as well from Rome. Ultimately, that's, that's his origins is, is Rome, and they call all the, the popes uh, Peter. But... Uh, this other guy that, that Tom Horn is talking about is the guy in the picture here with Obama. His name is Peter, uh, the current Secretary of State at the Vatican. His, his name is at, actually Pietro Perelin. And uh, he could fit the picture of being Peter the Roman to fulfill the prophecy of St. Malachi. Um, number one, he actually was born in Italy and is from Italy. And so he could be possibly the next pope who knows maybe francis is just a holding until the circumstances are right and his pope papacy is illegitimate and this will be the final pope and his papacy would be more legitimate i don't know i'm not into a whole lot of catholic things um, but it's just an interesting prophecy but let's let's uh, get back into the scripture there in other words i i'm not saying definitively that the current pope or the next pope is the final uh, Pope and the, the one that is the false prophet. Um, I don't know for certain. It's just something that I've studied and uh, give that to you and you can you can take a look at it and study it for yourself. But I do believe that it is highly likely that whoever the, the last Pope is, he's probably going to be this false prophet that we're reading about here in Revelation chapter 13. And so let's read a little bit more about him. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. That is authority from Satan and, I believe, uh, authority from the world government. See, popes don't have, popes don't have any teeth. They don't, they don't have an army to command. So he has to have power. And he's going to command power to do what we're about to read here from the United Nations, from the armies of, of you know, the United Nations, NATO and so forth. And so he's going to have the, that power. He's going to have satanic power uh, undergirding him and giving him the power, the power to do supernatural things. It says here, and he makes the earth and all and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. So that's what, again, he's a religious leader. He's going to cause people to worship someone else. The first beast particularly is the world government, not, not necessarily the Antichrist alone, but it's going to be the world government that's going to save us. And that's, of course, run by an Antichrist. And the Antichrist may not be revealed early on. I believe the Antichrist might be revealed later in the game. And But the thing that we're all going to see in front of us is going to be a world government. And so we're going to be, he's going to try to get people to worship a world government is what I believe this means in particular. Which ultimately means the Antichrist and Satan is, is, is what he's going to lead uh, the world to try to do. It says, the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. So we know the first beast was a seven-headed beast. It isn't a man. A man doesn't have seven heads. It's the world government has seven heads. Symbolic, and I've already talked about that. The UK, the EU, Russia, and the United Nations. That's the seven-headed beast. And so it was wounded. That was over there. I talked about that, and I think my previous video, when Germany was wounded from east to west, the east and west, the, the, the Berlin Wall came down. That was the wound that separated the east from the west. The ideology of uh, the west was democracy and freedom. The ideology, ideology of the east was communism, Marxism, socialism. And so these have come together now, and now we're all good friends, right? Basically, uh, the idea was, you know, communism was to be overrun by democracy. Hey, we're free. We're democratic Europe. Let's overtake the, the East with, with democracy. But that's not what happened. It went the other way. Marxism has moved. Socialism has moved west. 
and uh, it's, it's moved all the way to the United States. It's destroying the world. And I believe that the final government is going to be a socialist Marxist world government. They're going to call themselves socialists, but they're ultimately Marxist. They're going to try to take property away, and your, all your rights, all your property will be owned by a government. Ultimately, they're going to try to hand it in the hand of a world government, in the hand of the Antichrist. So this beast whose wound was healed is not the man Antichrist because a man doesn't have seven heads. I know people say the Antichrist is going to have a wound in his head and it's going to, have, it's going to be like he, he was resurrected from the dead and his eye is going to be damaged and uh, he's going to appear dead and then he's going to be resurrected and it's to mimic you know, Jesus' resurrection. And if that happens, I'd be highly surprised. I don't think that's what it's talking about here when it talks about his fatal wound was healed. I believe it's talking about east and west coming to the, together, what we knew back in the day when the Berlin Wall came down. All right, so uh, the world is going to worship this world government, and ultimately it's going to be the Antichrist when he's revealed. So he's going to be, you know, the, the Antichrist is going to be re- uniting uh, all the governments of the world to become a one world government. And, and this is the crazy thing is I think that the world governments are, all the governments of the world are going to do so willingly because of what's coming when they see the asteroid coming. Most of them are going to hand over sovereignty for a short time to deal with or to mitigate the crisis of the asteroid coming. And so they're going to give all power to a central world government. They say temporarily, and this guy is going to have the whole thing. It's been planned a long time ago. So the, the false prophet is going to have the world worship the world government. The false prophet, which I believe is a pope, um, is going to promote one world government. And guess what? Pope, pope Francis has been doing just that. I believe that's what the sign of the Four blood moons were. Remember back in 2015, we had four blood moons that happened on the feast days of Israel, which is just amazing. It is a sign from God. Something is happening. Again, I believe that that sign from God was the covenant with many, which I believe what we call today the sustainable goals development or the covenant, I'm sorry, the Agenda 2030 is the easy way to say it. Agenda 2030 was was basically agreed to already by all the nations of the world and Pope Francis presented it officially to the world September 2015 when the blood moons were were happening right there. Huge red flashing light sign. He presented it to U.S. Congress. He presented it to the United Nations. And so he is a one world government guy, Pope Francis. And so that makes me really start to watch Pope Francis. Is he the false prophet? I am not going to say until he fulfills all the prophecy. And he has not done so. So we're going to read the prophecy uh, from the Bible. Not Malachi's prophecy, but the Bible prophecy. And see if he's done all these things. Uh, He has not yet. So he is not the false prophet just yet. If he is... He has to fulfill the prophecies, and that's only going to be in the future. And until that happens, I'm not going to say he's the false prophet yet. So you have to keep in mind the mentality of what's happening in the world in the final three and a half years. This asteroid is absolutely coming. People are fleeing from one side of the continent to the other side of the continent to get out of the path of where the asteroid is going to strike. Um, and they're, they're trying to come up with ways to mitigate the strike by shooting something at it, nukes or just whatever they can, can do. And it's not going to work, by the way, according to the Bible. So anyway, but, you know, the idea is that the world government is going to have a plan. And this Pope is like, you should worship the world government because, you know, this was from God that they came up with this plan. And uh, ultimately, they're saying the, the Worship the Antichrist because it's the Antichrist who's coming up with all this stuff, and so they're they're basically saying worship government, worship a false god called government. Um, so, and if you don't get on board with Agenda Twenty Thirty, which is world takeover of literally everything on the planet, if you don't get on board, um, you're a dissident and you deserve death. 
So this false prophet has all the authority of the first beast, which is actually the, the Antichrist, which ultimately comes from his power, comes from Satan. The false prophet is able to perform supernatural miracles by occultic or demonic power. The false prophet, the final pope, I believe, will, will operate in great deep sorcery and magic and witchcraft. And um, he does this when standing by or on behalf of the world government and the Antichrist. It is the false prophet that implements the mark of the beast, not actually the Antichrist. It is the false prophet who takes the government, the world government, and forces the world to receive the mark of the beast. Now, I say forces. Um, he's going to say take it or die. So there's a little bit of volition there, but not much. Um, you, you better take it or you're going to die. So that means, you know, he's going to starve you to death is ultimately what it means. You're going to have sanctions against you. You can't buy or sell unless you take the mark. And so he means to kill you. The Pope, the false prophet, means to kill you <laughs> but because it's for the good of the world. You're, you're going to hear, you know, we're all one, you know, all this kind of nonsense. Uh, and you must worship the beast, world government. Uh, notice all the world will take part in worshiping. He wants the whole world to worship. So this is a world religion led by Catholics, Roman Catholic system, the Roman Catholic Church. And he's going to try to unite all the religions of the world together, just like the Antichrist is uniting all the nations of the world together. Revelation 13, 13 says this, He will perform great signs so that even he makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. Now, it could be literal fire, but the word fire also has another meaning. You can look it up. It also could mean lightning, which is interesting. So maybe he can pull lightning down or literal fire down. I don't know. It is a satanic, demonic witchcraft that's going to take place. And he's going to, you know, seduce the world with these magic powers that he seems to have. I find it also interesting. Did you know that two huge lightning strikes hit St. Peter's Basilica after Pope Benedict resigned? I don't know. That's just interesting to me. Now think about it. Pope Benedict was the first Pope to resign in 600 years. After he left, who was put into place? None other than Pope Francis. Again, it is very suspicious how Pope Francis came to power. These lightning strikes were taken by many Catholics as a sign from God that the Pope should leave to make way for God's new man. But in reality, it could have been a sign of Satan to make way for Satan's false prophet. A false prophet will counterfeit God's miracles by calling down this fire, or it could be lightning from heaven. Again, this is the power of Satan, not the power of God. And he will deceive the world. Of course, you know, Satan has nothing compared uh, to God's power. Nothing at all. He's not even a good adversary at all. Satan is, isn't nothing compared to God. Nothing at all. Nonetheless, Satan does have the power to deceive the masses through the Antichrist and the false prophet. Let's keep reading in Revelation 13, verse 14. It says, And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the science which it was given to him to perform in the presence of the beast, the world government, and the Antichrist, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. So you can imagine a religion led by an influ influential figure like a pope that tells all the world to worship world government. And again, this world government is, is the one that was sent by God to save us from the asteroid, but their God is ultimately Lucifer, Satan. Eventually, it will be revealed that the leader running the world 
is a genius mastermind and uh, he knows what to do and he's who we know as the antichrist and one day he will proclaim himself to be god he will enter the temple of god proclaiming to be god demanding worship and he will shake his fist at the god of heaven while at the same time saying he is god and he's shaking his fist blaming god for the asteroid and he's you know the savior of the world from the asteroid that's how the world is going to look to him as a savior and worship him it will seem totally legitimate to worship a a savior from the asteroid but the thing is they're going to worship him before he even does anything before it even hits really he's no savior at all it's still going to hit according to bible prophecy the judgment of god is coming the asteroid is absolutely a judgment of god on the earth so the world will be worked up into like a a religious frenzy to go along with the program to the point that you know what if you don't go along with this world government your own family will rat you out like you know to the gestapo of sorts and they will rat you out and and they think that you totally deserve to be put in jail to be killed um those that are in the false churches, uh, false members of true churches, all rat out <laughs> uh, the people of God that, that resist the world government. I mean, you saw that stuff in uh, during COVID with with masks, and then now it's coming down to vaccines. You know, um, it's getting dirty right now, and it's sadly. It's only going to get worse. So what is this thing? He's talking about, he's going to tell the world to make an image. Well, you know, what what, what do you mean make an image? Is the world supposed to pull out some clay and sculpt it into an image? Or pull out some marble and chisel it away into an image? Uh, Absolutely not. This, uh, you got to put this into modern language. I believe the language here, to me, implies that you're going to download an app to your phone, you know, your cell device. Could be your computer as well. Because that image is going to be able to talk to you and, and it'll see you. It'll have a camera, microphone. You'll be able to talk to it. It'll talk to you, the image. Uh, and, and John is just seeing this and trying to put this in his own language. An image is going to talk to you and you'll talk to it. It's going to see you and you'll see it. It's going to hear you. You'll hear it. That means it has... A camera and a microphone. They have the camera and the microphone. You have a camera and a microphone. That's all it means. You download a world government app is what I suspect it's going to be. Not just any world government. Not just any app. It is going to be an app most likely um, under AI. Artificial intelligence. And I believe AI is advanced to the place where it can control the world. It can see everything, knows everything, it knows your patterns, it it can predict where you're going to go, what you're going to do, what you're going to buy. When you go to a store, it knows everything about your life. You should get away from the Internet of Things. Don't let Echo and Siri and all these things, Google and Microsoft and Facebook, into your life. Those are the foundations of AI right there. Microsoft, Facebook, I think Amazon, Google. I'm not sure about Amazon. But anyway, I believe this app is going to be controlled by an AI and that a demonic spirit will control the AI. It's just a theory, of course, but I think it's a very interesting theory. And I get that just from reading this. Um, you know, whatever it is, I, I believe it's highly advanced technology and it is going to be able to track everything for everybody and that we're in that age we already know that's possible right now we already know that everything we say is being recorded by our phones everything is being recorded uh whatever is is shown on our cameras on both sides of your phone is a camera (laughs) uh all you got to do is look up snowden and what he discovered everything's being recorded um and so our privacy has been gone a long time ago and so I believe it is some type of electronic device like an app where people will be able to log on and worship the Antichrist. And if you don't worship the Antichrist, well, uh, kind of bad news for you. 
And so it's going to be a, a world government app. Revelation 13, 15 goes on to say, it was given him to give breath to the image of the beast. Breath means basically spirit or life. So that makes me think that, that this AI app is going to be possessed by a demon, a, a devil, a fallen, a fallen angel, a fallen cherub, whatever it is. Breath means spirit. It's, it's going to have life given to it. So this AI is going to be possessed. That's just a theory. Uh, I like it. You can do what you want with it. <laughs> so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause, and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. You don't get this app. You don't uh, log in and worship the, 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 the world government and the Antichrist. You're going to die. And I'm like, come get me first because I definitely ain't going to do that. I am not going to worship the, the world government or the Antichrist. And if you do, you're in big trouble with God. Christians, of course, are going to not do that. They are not going to get the app and worship world government or the, or the Antichrist. Real Christians, anyway. They'll be the false ones that, that will say, why can't you just do it? It's, it's you know, we have to, to save the world from what's coming. You get on board. If not, you're an enemy of the state and you deserve death. That's the compassionate do thing to do, is is to to eliminate those that are keeping us from saving the world. Doesn't that seem compassionate? We're saving the world. How can you stand in the way of saving billions and billions of lives? How how could you do that? What is wrong with you, Christians? You're the enemy now because you're keeping. The world government from saving us. See, the logic is going to be so twisted, so manipulative, and the Antichrist is going to be such the greatest master of words you have ever seen. The most charismatic, the most powerful, attractive person as far as how he speaks and, and speaks to the world which I'll, I believe, again, is going to be later in the game. But he, he is going to have a charisma we have never seen before because he's going to be possessed by the Spirit. An ancient, ancient cherub. But it says in good news here is Revelation 15.2 says, We Christians will have victory. <laughs> we'll gain victory over his this image, this image of the beast. And the, the mark of the beast. We will gain victory. Look at that. Revelation 15 2. That's good news, saints. Don't take the mark of the beast. Don't take this. Uh, don't get this image and worship. Well, of course, don't worship. None of this stuff. Don't take any stuff onto your body. Be careful what you're putting in your body. I believe what we're seeing today is the precursor of the mark of the beast. Something goes on your right hand. Something injected or on. Um, Revelation 14, 11 says this. And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. I want you to know that the Antichrist and a false prophet are going to be thrown into a lake of fire. We have victory over him. We have nothing to fear of the Antichrist. We don't fear death. Why wouldn't we fear death? To live is good because we can continue to work on the Lord, but to die is gain as well because we get to go be with our Lord Jesus Christ. Either way, we win. Win-win. It says, in, let me read Revelation 14, 11, And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast. So there's three entities here. But anyone that worships this beast will have no rest day and night. They're going to burn forever and ever. Who worship the beast, which is world government or the, and the Antichrist. Number two, his image, possibly an app. And whosoever receives the mark of his name, which is a visible mark on the body, showing people that they have pledged allegiance to the world government. Those are the three things you must never do don't worship the beast, world government, or the Antichrist. Don't worship, don't take the app and worship through the app or the image. Don't take the mark of the beast 666. 
or his name. So we'll talk about the mark. Verse uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse, verses 16 through 18 says, And he, the false prophet, caused all. Not the Antichrist. He, the false prophet, caused all. How did he do that? Through world government. He speaks in the world government's armies. You know, what they're going to do is they're going to take, they're not going to let your nation's armies remain in your nation. they got to take your power away and replace it with another nation's armies. And, is, and so whatever your nation is in, your army is going to go occupy some other land and they'll enforce the world government's uh, dictates over there while some other nation's army is going to come and invade your land. So he's going to cause all, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And here's wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 603 score and 6, or 666. So what this will be will be a mark on your body, not your body, hopefully. <laughs> it will be a mark on people's bodies, um, on their hand or on their forehead, and it'll be visible. It'll be something people can see, um, I think, because the Bible says if you take it, you're going to be, you're going to go to the lake of fire forever and ever. So it means that you are pledging allegiance. You're not going to take it by accident. You're going to be purposely taking it. The world will be purposely taking it to pledge allegiance to the world government and the Antichrist to worship him. So I don't know what the mark's going to be. This is just uh, a rendering. It's got 666 in there. It'll have the 666 or, and the name of, of uh, the beast, whatever that is. I have no idea. Uh, probably some type of world government symbol or or it could be something completely different. It could be some pagan symbol of the worship of, of the sun or the moon or both or uh, uh, who knows. I don't know what it is. Um, but it's going to be a visible mark. Don't take the mark no matter what you do. Well, what if I'm starving? You, you, you might end up starving. You know, uh, It's better to starve than to take the mark. Starvation, you just, yeah, you, you, you could die of starvation. But that's the worst they can do to you, see. But to live in eternity in a lake of fire, fully conscious, never dying, is far worse. Infinitely worse than any death that this life can produce. And so we already know we have, you know, phones that can track everything we do, wherever we go. You know, why don't we have a, why don't uh, uh, this phone, you know... Uh, be the thing that, that implements the sanctions against us. Oh, our phone won't work, you know, for buying and selling. You know, you can use your phone as almost like a credit card. You swipe your phone and it, you buy and sell with your phone. Why didn't they just use your phone? Why do you have to take a mark? Uh, and, and the answer to that question is this mark is a visible allegiance that everyone in your family and in the world knows that you pledge allegiance to this world government and the Antichrist and ultimately Satan. That's why you wear it on your head so everybody can see, hey, you're on board with the program. Or on your hand, everybody can see it because you're pledging allegiance. That's why you can lose your salvation for it. That's why it's the gravest of sins um, to take the mark of the beast. Because you know what you're doing. It's not going to be something you're going to be tricked into doing. You, you know, the world is going to know what they're doing when they pledge allegiance. And listen to this false prophet um, to, to take the mark. The mark of the beast is, you know, it's not going to be driven by the Antichrist as much as it's going to be driven by the false prophet, which I think likely is going to be a pope. In a world that's controlled by Satan, this mark will wield absolute power. And if you don't have it, you won't be able to do basically anything. You'll have no life, no freedoms, no ability to buy or sell. You've probably seen coexist. This false prophet is going to try to unite the religions of the world into one. What better time, right? Seems like the right thing to do. Let's stop all this fighting. 
And let's just accept one another, love one another. Love is the main thing, right? There's a whore that rides the beast. Mystery Babylon. And really that's all the false religions of the world. The greatest personification of it is the, the, the Roman Catholic Church and the papacy. Because it's a counterfeit of true Christianity, calling themselves Christians when they're not. The Whore Babylon, you'll find, again, that's in uh, Revelation 17, 18, is the Roman Catholic Church and really all false prophets. Or, I'm sorry, all false religions. And so the whore will consist of those that join the one world religion, which includes Catholicism and false Christianity and all the ecumenicals that say, let's just go along to get along. And let's, uh, all, any religion that joins the one world religion. And so the Pope calls all he can muster to worship the one world government and to take the mark of the beast and to worship the image, to get the image and worship it. Many of your fundamental religions will not do so. Of course, Christianity, true Christianity would never do so. But you'll probably find that even some of the Islamic religions won't won't go along with world government. Maybe the Sunnis, uh, some of the Jews, I'm sure. Um, some Jews will go along, some Jews won't go along. Um, remember that the whore rides the beast, but the beast actually hates her and burns her with fire. The world government is 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 really kind of antagonistic. In other words, it won't go together well. World religion and world government. Revelation 16, 13 says this, And I saw three un three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them together of, uh, to battle, to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. What we know is Armageddon. So we can see here that the Antichrist man has an unclean spirit in him. I believe it's probably a fallen cherub. Um, when it says, when I saw three uh, unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, the word come is not actually there. It actually says, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. Um, so basically it's not saying that they're going to come out. It's basically saying that these people are possessed, or they are, they're spirits. Ultimately, they are fallen spirits, fallen maybe angels or cherubs. The Antichrist is the primary speaker of the beast, of the world government, the United Nations, and um, he's going to be able to perform miracles, signs, and wonders as well because of the, the demonic power inside of him. And he's going to be able to summon all the kings of the earth to gather together to that great day, the day of God Almighty, the day of Armageddon. But it says in Revelation 19, verse 20, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, which wrought miracles, with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. The Antichrist man called the beast here, will be cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Revelation 20, verse 10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and so shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Wow. So the good news is we win. Don't take the mark of the beast. Don't take the image. Don't worship. Don't Be careful what you put in your bodies. Be, be very, very careful what you're putting in your bodies. Pray about it first. Um, but the mark of the beast is something you're going to know is the mark of the beast. The vaccines that we're seeing today are not the mark of the beast. But it, it could be a precursor. It's setting up the world for that very thing. Don't let fear control you. Fear is how the world government is going to control the world. The whole world's going to be scared to death of a coming asteroid, right? And they'll give up their power, they give up their security, they give up their privacy, they give up everything they have. Please just save me, is the mentality of the world. And the world government is going to snatch it all up. The Antichrist is going to take it all up and say, yep, I'll take it. I'll take it all. I'll take everything. Question is, are you ready? 
the only way to be ready for the great tribulation and the days coming ahead is to put your faith in Jesus Christ. It's the only way to be ready. And it, it, the, the way to be ready is to be fearless, fearless of death, because you know you're going to be with God. Then it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter at all. Um, I believe that Christians will be here during the Great Tribulation. And, you, you know, you need to be strong in the Lord. Strong in faith. Strong in God's Word. Strong in the things of the Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking in other tongues. Be strong in the things of God to withstand the days ahead. Make your life right. Get your life right. Give Jesus your heart right now. Give him everything. And with that, I want to let you know I got another part coming to this. We're going to continue in Revelation chapter 14. So I got another video coming. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. God bless.